Beers, Dads, Ball, Podcast, with your host, Showdog. Anthony Richardson looks left, steps up in the pocket, rolls right, there he goes, he's got a linebacker and a beat on the sideline, he takes off, he misses the tackle, he's at the 50, he's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20! Oh, Anthony Richardson is the front runner for the Heisman on his fifth touchdown of the day! Are you fucking kidding me? This kid is electric! Gola? I'm gonna just go in a real different, different direction with this. <laughs> and I'm gonna say boobs. <laughs> and KG. I freaking cannot stand it when sports fans use the term we when a team loses <laughs> that they cheer for. The Patriots go out and lose a game. Oh, yeah, we had a really rough game tonight. We just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. We just, you know, we didn't show up to the game. You weren't a part of the fucking game. You're not a part of the team. There's no we. The Pats lost. They lost. It was them, not we. Don't ever fucking use that. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. Today's episode, we recap the national championship game that wasn't a game. Look into future playoff matchups, first round of play in NFL. Uh, maybe touch on how great the Patriots season was. <laughs> and we look at uh, our predictions for the NFL season, what happened. So, how are you guys doing? What an absolute bore fest that game was. Awful. Yeah, I just yeah. couldn't have been a worse fucking game I've ever seen. What was it? Uh, Georgia scored a couple times in the beginning, and I wrote, uh, boy, you know, fun season, TCU. Gola says something about it. And then Shuri rips on us about us being premature to, uh, you know, help. Yeah, premature and, you know, in the bedroom. translate to the bedroom type deal. And then from that point on, it was just disgusting. The route was on. Just gross. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to get ahead of something here and say this too. Like, for anybody who's like, the way Georgia played Monday night, I don't care if Michigan beat TCU. They may not, Georgia may not have won by 58 Monday, but they were winning by 30 plus. They were going to bolt race whoever the fuck was on the field. Yeah, Monday I agree. Night. I don't care who it was. So, Listen, I know everybody's like, oh, TCU didn't belong. TCU didn't belong. They kind of proved last weekend or two weekends ago they did. Um, the, the the fact of the matter is, is Georgia was just at their best, hands down the best team in the country, and nobody in the country can run with them. I mean, I know Ohio State kept it close and probably should have beat them uh, New Year's Eve, but I don't think Georgia played that well. They didn't play their best, and they showed what they were capable of. Monday night, and that was an absolute fucking drubbing. It was gross. It really I fell asleep was. on the couch. It was like 38 to 7 and a half. I, I, I woke up. The lid was like, hey, look at the score of the game. And I kind of like, I'm all foggy. And I'm like, am I reading that right? Does that say 65 to 7? I was like, <laughs> holy fuck. They could have done anything they wanted, Georgia. Yeah. They, they could have put up 90 points. I think I told you. They could have, if they wanted to, put up 90 points. It was like any play they at one point, I think it was halftime, they were averaging ten yards per play. Like 
They were averaging a first down per play, not per drive, not for per play. It's unbelievable uh, what they did. TCU was like trying to match up and they were trying to like make audibles and, and Stetson Bennett's just out there grinding out play as fast as they can even fucking get guys on the field. Just yeah, Mike just changed, dude. Oh, I just accidentally moved it. Yeah, yeah, it's all different now. Cherry uh, and I were talking about this. We, um, about I wonder if the ratings took a hit on that game because it was such a blowout, you know. But I just looked it up, and it's the worst-rated college football game. Uh, this is probably just for the CFP that's been in existence, but it was the least-watched championship game. Least? Uh, least-watched. Wow. My mic good, by the way? Sounds yeah, better. You know. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, do you think Kirby Smart – can convince anybody to do whatever, like can convince people to do anything. Like, I don't know how he convinced people or these players because all you ever heard at the end of the game was everybody said, we're going to be seven and five fucking. It's like, you guys were number one overall to start the season. Like nobody thought you guys were going to be trash. Like it's (laughs) unbelievable. Like he got those kids to buy into the fact that people thought they're going to be shit this year. It's like, no, you were the number one team in the fucking country going into the season. And everybody said, like, this is your championship to win after you beat the fucking wheels off Oregon in the first week. But it's amazing because it's like, oh, everybody thought we were going to be seven and five, six and six. I'm like, no one thought that. No one thought that. Maybe, maybe, uh, 11 and one. One loss along the way, but there's there's a new top dog. Like, I don't give Alabama is not the top dog of college football anymore. It's their George. their schedule next year is like cakewalk oh, too. I would I, gee, I just pulled it up and I was gonna be like, where, tell me where they get a loss and I know sure he's gonna be like, oh it's gonna be fucking against Florida. No, Florida's that a schedule, mess. That schedule is so bad. So like, have you have you looked? They're they're three out of conference games they play are UT Martin, Ball State, and UAB. I mean, oh. so then I mean obviously they get challenged in the SEC every year, but even their SEC schedule is not. Difficult. The only difficult game is really at Tennessee, like second to last game of the year. Wow. They don't play yeah. Bama, you know. So I mean, uh, they don't play LSU. It's. I, I mean, it's. Good. No, There's a it very is, good chance they go undefeated again. No, without question. Now I think it's a big question mark. I mean, who's going to play quarterback for them? They obviously lost. They're going to be losing some studs on defense. Um, but it's just like I seem like it's just like Alabama was uh, for years. They're just gonna reload. Somebody else steps in and they dominate. So, yeah, it was it was it was a awful ending to what I feel like was a pretty good college football playoff because the first two games were yeah you know were awesome and then that was just a fucking shit kicking. Uh, and like that Stetson Bennett, like I feel like he had the season of his life, right? Like the really best did. season, and he just capped it off in like his best game he's ever had in college. But are you guys sick of the? memes of him like this past week of how old he is have you guys seen a shit ton of those i think they're I funny have, I mean, <laughs> but like i don't care like mm. he's 25 and he earned it and like he did a different route than everybody else but like the ultimate goal is win national championships and that's what he's doing like, what was his route school. like why is he so old at this point did he like so he went so and he, injury and all that so he, he walked on at georgia he didn't have, well, he he had, had some one, scholarship offers. One scholarship offer to UMass. UMass. And then, so he walked on at Georgia, left Georgia, played like two years of JUCO, then went back to Georgia, 
Um, yeah. And then he had whatever it was, four years of COVID fucking, year. Yeah. Yeah. So he's. Yeah. Yeah. And then when but he came on, Kev, he was third string uh, quarterback. And I think. Was Jake Josh Fromm? Fields there? Jake Fromm. It was probably uh, Fromm and Fields. Yeah. It's something Fields. that Fromm got hurt. Fields. And then the other one I, at the time wasn't Fields, but somebody else got hurt too. And it was like, shit, we have to play Stetson Bennett. And like, people didn't realize the little guy could run. And like, at first he was just like running all over the place. And then, uh, obviously he started being able to pass. And like, I mean, he could, you know, football is easy when you know what a defense is doing. And Monday night, TCU runs a three, three, five. It's like a two overhang safety thing. And they were running plays so fast. They just had these three, like usually to do it really well, you have to have three big linemen up front that can eat up two holes. So like one's head up the tackle, one's head up the center, one's head up the other tackle, and they can eat up two gaps at the same time. It was just like they were putting three little guys on the field TCU and trying to like use their speed there. And it was just a shit show. Uh, yeah. From there, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to like get in like the X's and O's, but I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my god, this is man against boys up front, and and, they, be, and because TC, TCU knew that, that's why they were getting exposed in the past games because a they couldn't generate pet pressure, and b they had to bring their two safeties up. Well, they have three safeties. They had to bring two out of their three safeties up just to to stop the run, and Georgia wasn't running. They didn't need to. <laughs> right, and it was like they they kept talking about it was it. Uh, Herb Street just kept literally saying he's like, uh, I'm uh, Moncton, right? Is that George's OC? Is that his name, Moncton? I'm not sure what his name is. He's like, he's literally like, he's like, basically alluded to it sometimes. He's like, he's kind of like toying with them because he's like, he was. Their their linebackers are so aggressive, they just run misdirection, like play act. They like, you know, have like a read option, to, like with the running back going left, and then they just like Bennett would just roll out and like, have a guy slide like slide like along the line of scrimmage and dump it off. And he's like, they're going to do this all fucking night because their linebackers just cannot, they go with the flow of the play and then they just go misdirection and they're fucked. Yep. And, and the other tough part about Georgia is they have two of the, I, I would say Brock, um, uh, is it? Yeah. Brock Bowers. Bowers is the number one tight end in all of college football. And then I would say this Washington's is the number three tight end in all of college football. So they have, Two guys that are in the top, like two of the three best tight ends in all of college football, and I, I don't think that's just me. Like I think that's the consensus of most people. And they have two tight ends in there that can run routes like wide receivers, but they can also block like tight ends and linemen. And it's like, if you bring in extra guys, bigger, beefier guys, then they're gonna beat you on the pass. If they, if you bring in speed, they're gonna bury you in the run. Like it's just, they didn't have TCU didn't have the defensive matchup to to line up with these guys. And, and Bowers I, is only I a sophomore, do, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's coming back. Washington's going to the draft. And um, Bowers was only like a three-star guy coming out, I think. He wasn't even like the big name. And like as a true freshman, it was like, holy fuck, who's this kid? He's the best tight end in football. So like not only does Georgia get go out there and get all these five-star guys. Uh, yeah. And then uh, then they go and get like the average guys they got end up being superstars it's like you just put in the work like the three star labels i mean the 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 star label sometimes just a fucking joke um i do wish like and the thing is is like it was such a blowout but it's like a part of me wished that 
Georgia wouldn't have, like, their coverage wouldn't have broke down on that one pass play that got TCU down the field. Because it would have been fucking hilarious if it was 65 to nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. It's the biggest blowout ever in bowl history. Not just college, like, championship history. It's at any bowl game ever. It's the biggest. Blowout. You know what's That's awesome? Is in a little bit, like, a little bit of me is, like, I'm so happy they got their fucking shit pushed in that bad. Because as like a Notre Dame fan, is like every time they go to the college football playoff or anything, they get their <laughs> shit pushed in. And like mm. the worst national championship game of late was when they lost to Bama in like 2010 or 11, whatever it was. So, I mean, people are going to forget about that fucking game. And all they're going to talk about is how bad Georgia will beat um, TCU. So I'm a little I'm a little happy about that. We had uh, we had contemplated recording this episode uh, yesterday yeah. because we wanted an instant, a more a closer reaction to the game. But then when the game was absolute dog shit, we we're like, now nah, it's just do normal day. So <laughs> it was that bad. What you got, Shuri? I was gonna say got hot on uh, the old draft. I mean, on the um, betting. Yeah, you were feeling it. Yeah, I was gonna say hit, you were hit feeling Stetson Bennett for a score, and then. Uh, McConkie is that his name? McConkie was huge. Yeah, I hit, I hit like three on McConkie on one play, but I had things for the whole game. And then I was like, "Fuck it!" And I just started like putting weird shit down, like the score to be odd, and then at halftime, and then the scores to be even at the end of the game. And then it, <clears throat> I was just jumping. Anyways, had a good night. It was a good night. I was gonna say. Good night. All right, I say that's enough about that game, dude. Let's get to week eighteen. Pats, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's it is what it is, man. We're uh, we're waiting to hear if any pieces fall. Hopefully, let's talk about the let's talk about the opening Bills uh, play. Yeah, there. that was awesome. Like you, yeah. as a fan, I don't care who you were. I had to like really just be like, that is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. Now the second one, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the special teams yeah, had a really rough day. That's that game actually like as watching that as like a Patriots fan. It was halfway through the third quarter. They were kind of holding the Bills offense down. Mac was looking pretty fucking solid. Like I'm like, holy shit. And it, but it's like it never at any time that I'm on my like, they're going to win this game. And but I, I do feel like it was like the best game they played in probably two months, like against an actually very good opponent. I mean, and I, you can say ifs and buts, you know, all that stuff. But if they just were adequate, I mean, just average special teams, they probably have a chance to win that game at the end. But they're, they've they been completely inept in fucking special teams most of the year. So um, that's what essentially lost in the game. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was – they played pretty well outside of special teams, I thought. Yeah, offensively, really. defensively, they beat them, right, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just special teams crush like you when Mac, you give up 14. Mac was like Mac looked really good, I thought, Sunday. I mean, the first the the first picky throw was probably a shitty throw, but Aguilar also kind of just like stopped running his route. Um and then the other two at the end of the game, the other two picks, I mean, he's trying to make plays to get him back into it. So those I don't really like worry about too much, but no, he look, it, it is what it is. They were gonna get they were gonna lose open route of the playoffs anyway, so if they made it. Yeah. Most likely. Because they'd be probably playing the Bills again, wouldn't they? Yeah. 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 Uh, 
Do you want to talk about what you think they're going to do this offseason, or do you want to just move on? No, we'll save that. We'll I save we just that. don't know. Like, yeah. I think in the next week, like I would say that for next week, because I would think in the next couple of days we're going to find out, you know, who's who's going to stay on their staff and who's gone. So I don't think it's like sit here and be like this is what they need to do when when you know I I think it's clear they need to make changes on yeah. the other offensive coaching special teams. Um, those those I'll, changes have to be made. So I'll just ask you real quick, just because I know you brought it up the other day, but when Cliff Kingsbury got fired, would you like him being the OC? No. No. Ola? I, 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 Ola, sure, go ahead. Yeah, that I think that the offensive coordinator is somebody that we don't know. And like that's kind of the way I like it. Like I don't it's somebody who's good around the league that brings in a different perspective than what Bill wants. Right. So what those things. I mean, I don't think I would I wouldn't dislike Kingsbury. I mean, I think the guy's got a he looks at offense differently. I mean, I've I've read some stuff that say that, you know, sometimes he's it's one of the most difficult offenses to prepare for because he does things. He's like so creative with things. Um, With that being said, like. I just I, I don't know if Bel- it's, it would be so like anti Belichick to go outside his like comfort mm-hmm. zone and in his coaching tree and hire somebody outside of his system. So that's why it seems to me like it still makes seems like the most obvious thing is Bill O'Brien's coming back. But if it's not O'Brien, then it, maybe it is some random guy. Um, yeah. Or it could be that fucking uh, Chad O'Shea guy. He left when he went with floors into Miami or. That what is it? Nick Cali. He's like their tight ends coach now. There's yeah, like rumors I've that he may be it. 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 So it's like you never know with Belichick. I mean, I, I just don't see Kingsbury seems like way too flashy of a fucking hire um, to me. So I I'm gonna say no. I really don't wouldn't want him because I'd rather it be somebody that's got somewhat of a their system and their 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 game plans are similar to what they have now because it's just a going through a whole nother year transition of like Mac learning a whole new offense, everybody learning new offense, new terminology. It's just going to be a struggle again. So my, my preference would be to have somebody that's familiar with what they've always done. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jaguars obviously won, beat the Titans. That was uh, kind of a gross game. game. Yeah, it was a gross one. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Titans had that game one, and then Dobbs made a stupid mistake at the in the fourth quarter. Um, I think I said to you guys that the Jag- I can't remember what the complete stat was, but the Jaguars made a fourth quarter comeback without even getting a single first down in the fourth quarter. It's insane. That's crazy. <laughs> so uh, nuts. like Jaguars, I feel like we're like on the right path. I think they had won five in a row, and then that game just puts a sour taste in your mouth heading into their game with uh, the Chargers, but. Uh, so Jaguars took care of uh, business, which means the Patriots could have lost and still got in if some other teams lost. But then obviously Steelers win, and then Dolphins Jets could have had maybe one of the grossest games of the year. Yeah, oh, yeah, nine six. Not uh, no, they ended up being eleven to six, which was huge because oh, yeah. the spread was three and a half, and the safety yeah. at the at the end uh, made it a five point game. But yeah, no touchdowns in that one, so that's pretty disgusting. But what do you expect with uh, what's his name, Skyler Thompson? Skylar Thompson and um, Flacco, right? And Flacco, yep. Yeah. Gross. Yep. Pretty Nothing nasty. like a snooze fest to get into the playoffs. Like watching um, the, the Seahawks play the Rams was fun. Watching 
the the Packers played the Lions was fun. There was nothing fun about watching Miami get in there with the snooze fest. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was really awesome, like where the Sunday night game, obviously Lions Packers, where Lions knew they were eliminated at that awesome. point because the Seahawks won, but the Lions were playing that game to just basically spoil the Packers season. Yeah. And you could see it. They were like, uh, Campbell was pulling out all the fucking trick plays in that game. The yeah, because you know what? What do you have to lose? Drive, yeah, what do you have to lose? Right. Last drive, they did like a hook and hook ladder, ladder type play, yeah. type play, and then um, there was something else I think on the goal line they did. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was it was cool to see, and I think the emotion the Lions players like were were showing was like awesome, considering yeah. they knew they were eliminated. They, I oh, would, I would usually like hammer a team for acting like they had made it to the playoffs or won a Super Bowl or whatever it is. That was a big game to them. Like that was that was their yep. Super Bowl for the season. And I think they have a ton of momentum going in. Like they I, I am huge on the Lions. I keep saying that, but it's weird to think that the Lions and the Patriots both didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been so low on a team and so high on a team, but neither fucking yeah. team in the playoffs. I know. It's and it's it's a pretty successful year for the Lions when, like, you can beat the Packers two times in a season. And they just started yeah. so bad, right? Awesome. Like, they started yeah. so bad. If they had one more game in the season, I don't care who the fuck they were playing, they probably would have won. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, too, with them, too, they look at it like they turn the season around. I mean, they finished with a winning record for who knows the first time in I don't know how many, probably a little while for the, for the Lions. And they got the goddamn third overall pick in the draft hey. because they fucking – basically stole that i mean granted the rams won i got a little take about the rams too here in a second but um yeah so i mean it's like yeah it was a good year for them and i i think that they're gonna move forward maybe i'm wrong but i i feel like they're gonna move forward with golf as their quarterback and just try to build around them and build a better roster so too yeah so do they keep their other pick too will they have like the 18th and 19th and 20th pick or whatever it is so yeah. they'll have the third and so they yeah. have three first runners. That's pretty awesome to have that team. Pretty sure. Let me look here. Um, but I'm pretty sure they do. But that's, that's what great. I'm saying. Uh, like, not, not to go back, but like Detroit's going places. Like, I felt like that offense was like they could they could score at any time. Um, and you ask, like, do do I want uh, Cliff Kimber- Kingsbury? And it's like, I mean, yeah, I like him more than Patricia if he came to New England. But I think there's guys out there like a QB coach for Detroit that we don't know of. That right. is like coming up, like when he meets, you know, if, if Bill like hangs out with Dan Campbell, he's like, man, I got a guy that needs to be an offensive coordinator. He's my QB's coach and he's drawing up fucking plays left and right. Look at these plays he's drawing up and we don't know him, but that's how like these guys get these jobs. I remember the guy from Philadelphia, their head coach, uh, Nick, he was like Sorry. not even on anyone's fucking list at the time. Like there was so many guys over him and Philly was like late to getting rid of Doug Peterson. And then they got stuck with him. And like the fans are mad. They were like, okay, we got this guy. Like I wanted, I wanted this guy, this coach and this coach before him. It's not always like the big name. That, that's like the guy. Mm-hmm. It, it it could be a guy that's like drawing up plays for Detroit. He might be not calling him in the headset, but he's like telling the offense coordinator, like after like a drive, he's like, listen, I saw this coverage on this down. I saw this coverage on this down. If you combo play this one with the next time we go to a formation like this, this hat, like these, these are what right. everyone wants an answer of like, who like is asking me like, who would you have as not? It's like, I don't think I know them. I don't think I would no. know them, but I think Bill would do a good enough job of finding the right guy to do the job. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, like perfect example was is McDaniel's in Miami, right? He's he was the offensive coordinator in San Francisco the year before, but right. Shanahan calls that offense. So, and that seems to, I mean, they fell off, you know, a cliff at the end of the season, but I mean, no um, quarterback too. Right. Uh, I did, I did uh, miss, uh, misspeak there a little bit. Detroit's got the sixth pick via the Rams and then they have 18 overall. Um, so they have six and 18. That's great. Two good picks. Pretty solid. Yeah. Two good picks. Uh, what? Um, Go ahead. Yeah, you, you had something you want to say, Gola. I yeah, I guess say about the fucking Rams, and it's really not the Rams. It's Sean McVay. I I can't stand the guy. I th- I think you guys know that. He is literally the like the like the definition of a front runner. That guy is peacocking all over the fucking place, spiking <laughs> his hair. Talking about I go going on these interviews. Oh, I remember a play fucking third quarter fucking game in 2016 about all this other bullshit when things are going right. He completely fucked that organization by trading away every fucking pick they possibly had. And then they're clearly in need of a rebuild. And he may step away because he doesn't want to go through it. Fuck that guy. I have no use for a fucking loser like him. That is absurd. Like if I was a fucking NFL team, I'd be like, I want nothing to do with this guy now. Like, if he can't fucking deal with bad seasons or bad times and then he just runs away, it's ridiculous. Now, maybe, and I know it's not official yet that he hasn't said he was going to, but if he does, fuck him. I want nothing to do with him. If I was an owner, I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. I want nothing to do with you, you front-running piece of shit. Fuck off. McVeigh is definitely him. the Patriots OC next year, dude. I will fucking I will. He gets a damn good coaching. <laughs> I uh, won't watch him. He's a top ten. He's easily top ten, maybe top five coach in the NFL, though. I'm not saying I, he's not a good coach. I yeah, I, I, like fully I think admit I get what you're saying. Yeah, he's a great coach, but to me, that's a like that's a problem. Like I don't want a guy. I want a guy who's willing to do whatever he can to win. But when shit gets bad and he's like, eh, you know what? I may step away because I really don't want to deal with having to go through a fucking rebuild. I can't. That fuck him. I got no use for him. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it if, like, the owner, like, fired him. And, like, he was like, hey, listen, we don't want to do this anymore. We need to go in a whole different direction, rebuild, whatever. But the fact that he may step away after, like, basically fucking the franchise over for whatever, like, Setting up, not fucking him over. He won a Super Bowl last year, which is great. But I'm saying, like, setting them up for the next three or four years, they're fucked. They have, like, I'm assuming they're going to have a cap nightmare eventually. They have no draft picks. And I just think it's, like, I don't know. I think it's just ridiculous that he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take some time off. I don't want to deal with this shit. Call me when you guys are fucking good again. And we have money and draft picks, and I'll come back. Fuck him. <laughs> I like it, dude. I like the Golden Rants. We need more he, of those. He's worn down from doing all those commercials out in LA. We need more of those. We'll I will say, fucking shirt off. You mentioned it in your little rant there. I think when he called recalls uh, plays that happened is pretty fucking impressive, dude. Yeah, no, I I just had to see because he's like I think there's more coaches good, that can do that. He's on like fucking night show and he's doing all these fucking interviews and he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fuck him. <laughs> Things are I'm bad. Gonna go he's gonna on scurry a away. Like a little fucking cat with his doing a dog with his fucking tail tucked between his uh-huh. legs because he can't handle the fucking pressure of like digging a team out of the ditch that he put in there. Yeah. Who who do you dislike more, McVeigh or Shashevsky? Shashevsky. 
Okay. Well, no, it's McVay now because I haven't seen Coach K in fucking yeah. like a yeah. year. So. <laughs> I just got a text from <laughs> my wife. Just texted me, take it, take it down yeah. the notch, would you? <laughs> <laughs> got kids sleeping upstairs. <laughs> um, what's your guys' take on the? Uh, I guess the flip side of like the Lions in a way, like the Texans. Texans winning their game against the Colts. Oh. And then doing? they lose the first overall pick. The Bears now have the first overall pick. And, like, that's obviously, like, it's a pretty interesting spot for the Bears because they don't need a quarterback where I feel like there's some good quarterbacks top of this draft that people are going to be wanting yeah. to trade up to that spot for the Bears to maybe jump the Texans, right? So I think the Bears are sitting in a pretty damn good spot now. Yeah. But they've got a lot and, of yeah. uh, options, I think. And they have 113, $115 million in cap space this offseason, too. So. Not- they, sure they have a very good – no, they may not be willing, but they have an opportunity to really flip things around there. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the Texans go, I think that was a situation where Lovey Smith's like, I know I'm getting fired, so fuck you guys. I'm going to try to win this game. Yeah. I'm not going to be here. You're still going to be paying me, but go fuck yourself. I'm winning this game. I'm going out on a high note. I ain't laying down. Um, but just an all-time like Texans move, right? Like, oh, all they got to do is just keep losing. Just keep yeah. losing fucking games. And they just they, they won even two one two of their last three, so yeah. really yeah. fucked themselves there. So dumb. Uh, I mean, that's like teams willing to get up to that number one pick is like franchise changing. Like you get three first round picks and you move back five spots sometimes. Yeah. It's fucking absurd. So it really is. Yikes. It's a huge spot for the Bears to be in. Not only that, like now you had your choice of quarterback too that you fucking desperately need. And now someone's gonna leapfrog you into that number one spot. All right. Before we do our previews, let's do our hot takes that we did at the beginning of the year. I'll 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 read them up. We'll go over them like quickly. If you guys want to talk about them, we can. But uh first one I, I had can't Mike imagine how bad these are gonna be. I had Mike Evans leading the NFL in receiving yards. Uh, he was 13th with uh, – he had 1,124. So he finished over 1,000 again. Not bad. Finished 13th. Justin Jefferson ran away in that one. Shuri's uh, Raiders are going to be really good. Chiefs won't <laughs> make the playoffs was Shuri's first one. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. All, I think Nailed we all know it. that one was. Uh, Goal's first one actually got it right. Lions will win seven games this year or at least seven games. They went nine and eight. Nice job, Gola. Uh, we snaked it. So goals next one. Seahawks are the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> Seahawks actually have them making playoffs. I, I I will say, hold on. That is because I assumed that they were starting Drew Locke. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> in make playoffs, we uh, we mentioned Drew Locke as the quarterback, and then everyone laughed when I said Gino was QB one in the depth chart. That's so. Real. <laughs> Little did we know, Gino's slinging. Gino's the dog, year. man. He's a dog. Uh, Sherry's next one, MVP, which we don't know if he'll win it, but Josh Allen, 68 touchdowns total. He had 42, <laughs> 35 pass, seven rush, 42 touchdowns. Only missed that one by, uh, 26, 66% on that. Uh, <laughs> not so good. Uh, I had Falcons will be the worst team in the NFL. And I said, they're going to finish one and 16. I only missed that by uh, six games. They were seven and 10. So not bad. Almost won that division. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my next one, I had Najee Harris breaking Eric Dickerson's record. Uh, Najee Harris finished with uh, only 1,100 yards short of that <laughs> at 1,038. Uh, Sherry's, next, Sherry's next one, Texans beat down Deshaun Watson in week 13. 
Browns won that game 27 to 14. Uh, Watson did suck in that game, however, though. He only had 131 yards and one I think interception. They had like two defensive touchdowns. Yeah. It was a, basically a win for the Browns, but Watson sucked. Uh, Gola, no team is better than 12 and 5. Six teams actually finished better than that Eagles, Chiefs, 14 and 3, Bills, 49ers, Vikes, 13 and 4, and Bengals, 12 and 4. Uh, Gola, this next one. I don't even know if I know who this guy is. Christian Barrymore will be a top seven defensive player in the league. Uh, he, had 20, <laughs> he had 22 total tackles, two and a half sacks, wow, uh, zero he got hurt. Overs. He missed some time. He missed some time. He got hurt. Um, this that was one, a big time homer pick. <laughs> yeah. This one might happen. Tyreek Hill tries to fight someone on the sideline. So if it's going to happen, it could happen in the playoffs next week. We'll, we'll count it. Um, next one, I actually kind of feel like I might get this one. Nick Bosa will win defensive player of the year. He yeah, will, I said he, he will break the all-time sack record, which he did not do. He's going to, he led the league in sacks. So 18 and a half, and he is a favorite for defensive player of the year at minus 1100 right now. So good chance he wins that. Uh, last one. We don't know if this is going to happen, but we do. We kind of do know this is not going to happen, but it's, uh, Tom Brady leads the Bucks to the Super Bowl. blah, blah, blah. All that stuff happens, right? Wins his fourth MVP. That's obviously didn't happen. Um, Bucks are not going to win the Super Bowl this year. They're trash. They're probably going to lose this week. Uh, but Sherry mentioned a Giselle tit grab. Pretty sure that's not going to happen if the Bucks if no. win the Super Bowl. I don't think Giselle's going to be out there on the on the stage. Just just a hunch. That uh, was my prediction. On top of Brady winning the Super Bowl, you said that he's going to grab Giselle's tit up on the stage or something like that. Uh, <laughs> and then Gola mentioned that he's going to punch Goodell Square in the face on the stage, too. So oh, that Brady would. Brady would, yeah. So yeah. my prediction was so bad that Brady got divorced. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how bad I was at predicting the season. That wasn't your actual official prediction. That was just kind of like a, you know, a carry-on of mine. Um, uh, and then Sherry's last prediction was Roger Goodell is run out and a new commissioner is appointed. So, no way that happens. That won't happen. Yeah, I think his job's pretty safe. And Fagola's last one is Odell Beckham signs with the Packers. Uh, he is still unsigned, and the Packers are eliminated, so I don't think that's happening. Well, and those are our fantastic hot takes of the season. Those were good. Unbelievable. Those were, those were good hot takes that had to have got people interested. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> too, bad that, too bad a lot of them didn't happen because they were good. Yeah, we each got well, at least one right though, right? Oh, sure, I sure. Sure, he did not. Sure, he didn't get one right. Oh, sure, he didn't. No. Uh, unless Tyreek Hill punches someone in the fucking face. Mm. That's the one I wanted to happen the most too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> By far. That one and Goodell getting run out of the league. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good one. All right, that's good. We'll head on to the previews for the week. We got six games this week, boys. The wild card games are upon us. Uh, we'll start off. We got, uh, oops, I moved over. We got two games on Saturday. First game of the slate, 4:30 on Fox. This one is number seven Seattle heading to number two San Francisco. 49ers. The lines moved down a little bit in this one. I think Niners were ten at one point. It's now nine and a half point favorites. Over on another game's 41 and a half. These two teams uh, played twice in the year, obviously, and Niners won both those games when they played. It's hard to beat a team two times. It's extremely hard to beat a team three times. And I – something about Gino, man. He's got that dog this year. Like, 
I'm riding that train. I don't think they'll win. I love taking the uh, Seattle plus nine and a half, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think I it's going to be a I good think, game. Yeah. I just think that San Francisco looks like a completely different team with, since they got McCaffrey. Um, and I feel like with like Shanahan's offense, like it really just doesn't matter who their quarterback is as long as they don't turn the ball over. Which I, you could say that pretty much with everybody, but like hmm. Brock Purdy's been like the best quarterback in the league the last like five weeks. They have an interesting like, issue on their hands once uh, Lance is Brock, back. Brock Purdy might be good. That's what I'm saying. They, they have he, an issue. They have he, they have a situation to figure out here with him and Lance. He yeah. wasn't horrible in college at Iowa State. I mean, I. It, Iowa State's program sucks, but like he wasn't that bad. Like we keep saying, anyone who just like in that offense, he's way better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I no, feel he, like no, that he offense, probably is, but like points per game, yards per game, first downs, everything is so much better and so much more fluid with Brock Purdy. And and like Garoppolo was decent, but Brock Purdy might be good. Yeah, no, I just mean like pretty much anybody they put in there has had some success. Like yeah. that's you know, and they still win games. But I, I just I think that San Francisco is the best team in the NFC. I think they're going <clears throat> I said Philly early, but I think San Francisco is going to the Super Bowl. Um so I'm 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 taking the Niners to win this game. So a couple things about the Niners. They're riding a 10-game win streak currently. They started the year 3-4 uh, and four to start the year. In those four losses, they lost to the Bears, Broncos, and Falcons. The other one was the Chiefs. We're not going to really count that one. But those are like three pretty rugged losses. Obviously, they righted the ship somehow, some way then. I don't remember when Lance got hurt. Uh, but Lance getting hurt is probably one of the – it sucks shitty to say, but the best things that happened to this team, you know? And Jimmy. Yeah, and Jimmy, exactly. So, obviously, both. McCaffrey coming in is huge. But if you look at their 10, 10 games that they won in a row, there's not too many teams in there that really stand out as, like, mm-hmm. powerful teams. Like, they beat the Chargers in there. They beat the Dolphins. They beat the Buccaneers and Seahawks. It's, other than that, there's no other playoff team. So, they are riding really hot, and I think I'm just going to ride the hot hand, and I would take San Fran. Being at home in this game, I just think that's huge. So. What what about against the spread? How do you guys feel? Um, like, do you think it's gonna be a game, or do you think it's just like San Francisco's just so much better? I think San Francisco. I think better. San Francisco's so much better. Yeah, I do. But too. it's playoffs, and I think like nine and a half in a playoff game's a lot, regardless right. if it's a two versus seven seed. So I probably would assure that I think I may I may take um, Seattle to cover that, but um. I, I just definitely think San Francisco's going to win. I mean, betters must be taking Seattle if uh, to cover because the line's coming down. So, yep. And, and it's just like, I know, like, I just listened to my bold predictions and they were bad. But I, just remember, beating a fucking team three times in the NFL is really, really hard. All I can think of is the Patriots when they beat the Jets by 50 and they had to play them like three weeks later and they lost in overtime in the playoffs to Mark fucking Sanchez. Like, Seattle's going to be able to adjust so many things, and, and the 49ers are going to be like, okay, well, this worked for us, this worked for us, this, this worked for us. Like, they're not making the adjustments. They're just trying to clean up what they do, where Seattle's making so many adjustments because they, they lost twice. Um, I will say that it's been raining like a motherfucker out there in San Francisco. Uh, California's just getting hammered by, like, I don't know if they're oh, hurricanes right. or the Cy- typhoons Cy- or cyclones yeah. or whatever they are. 
so in the last 16 days, San Francisco gotten almost 14 inches of rain, and I think Ooh. it's supposed to continue to rain, and it might even rain on Saturday there as well. So, well, uh, I don't. I would think that a running game would probably benefit San Fran more than it would benefit Seattle, but. Mm-hmm. You guys know more about that than I do. So if I'm wrong, yeah, shoot me down. No, no, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, all right. <clears throat> the only other game on Saturday, we got 815 uh, on NBC. This one's number five, Chargers heading to number four, Jacksonville. Chargers uh, on the road are favored in this game by two and a half points. Over under this game is 47 and a half. Uh, one thing I want to say really quick is that it's pretty cool. Every single matchup in the wild card rounds, uh, the teams play each other at least once in the yeah. season. So it's kind of cool. Uh, Jags did play them in week three, the Chargers, and they kicked the shit out of the How Chargers 38 to 10 in week three. This, I feel like this game, like just looking at it, is the most difficult one to like try to get. That's how I feel. It's like I, the, all the other games, I'm like, I feel, I do feel strongly about like there's some other close matchups, but this one to me, I'm just like, this is a fucking true coin toss in my mind. Um, I don't real. I really don't know. I, part of me, my head says it's it's the Chargers. My head tells me the Chargers are way more talented, but Brandon Staley's a fucking moron, and it just seems like the Chargers always choke in the playoffs. But like what I saw from Jacksonville last week was ugly. Is Mike Williams playing? I don't know. He's he didn't practice yesterday or today. Like that's the case. Like Mike Williams has a history of injuries, right? I feel like he's out yeah. all the time. And then the Chargers are in a game where it doesn't even matter if they win or lose, they tie. Does they they're staying in that five seed? And then he's out there playing. He gets injured. So like now he might not even play this week. It's just like it seems like that's such a bonehead move to play him last week. But Brandon Staley, I'm, man, he is is the worst. Uh, I I'm gonna say I'm gonna Chargers are just Chargers. superior talented. Yeah. That's yeah. I was just saying, I'm gonna take the Chargers just because, but I don't love it. I would avoid this game like the fucking plague if I was betting it. I know that. Although if I were to bet anything, I might bet the, I might take the under in it. I uh, if Bill Belichick is coaching this Chargers team, they win by 25. Brandon Staley wins by two. <laughs> uh, Jaguars riding a five-game win streak. Obviously, Chargers lost last week, but in a game that didn't really matter to them, they lost to the Broncos. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers, even though the Jags like the what Jacksonville did last week against the Titans is just like too fresh in my memory to like take them in this game. I, I don't just, like yeah, that no, we I'm all just took the Chargers. The, the Chargers. Chargers, but I mean, I, I'm not changing from that. I'm just saying. We we're all making the same picks, and I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that. I gotta I gotta feel they like must be putting that in their uh, lockers. Yeah, they definitely are using a bulletin board material. <laughs> Shit. All right, uh, on to the Sunday games. We've got uh, first game Sunday, 1 p.m. on CBS. We got number seven Miami. Heading to uh, the two seed, uh, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo favored by 13 points in this game. Tua's, you guys had said, uh, maybe before we started, not playing. Overrunning this game's 43 and a half. Obviously, this team split. Be- I don't know if it's obvious or not, but uh, week three, Miami won in a close one with, I think, was Tua playing then? He must have been. Yes. And then week 14, the Bills won in a close one that. I mean, Miami won by two, Bills won by three. So I mean, both games have been pretty competitive games. These two teams played, but this 
this is going to be the NFL's opening week version of Georgia TCU. You think so? I think it's going to be that bad? Yes. The Bills haven't been as imp- – like, they have a good record, right? I Listen, but- if it was Tua was playing, I wouldn't say that. But they're on their third-string fucking quarterback, and he is awful. Skylar Thompson sucks. So yeah. I just think that they're going to – and the only situation I can see this being somewhat close is if McDaniels, which I mean, the guy's a good enough fucking offensive mind that they, they, they just find something where they just literally slow this game down and all he's, he's content on picking up four or five yards of whack and keeping fucking Allen off the field. Because I don't think that Skylar Thompson can attract me with the bills. And I, I agree with you, Kev. I don't think the bills have been as impressive as we thought they were going into the season, but I just, it's Skylar Thompson. I, I just don't, give me Josh Allen winning that game by 30. Yeah. I don't feel confident about Miami at all either. For goal. I, I agree. The, the only thing that's like got me hesitant is that the defense for Miami has played them well both times. So it's like, that Tua doesn't have any effect on that, but if if they don't get off the field, then, then Josh Allen's eventually just going to keep eating you up. Um, Whereas Tua can at least, like, he throws short passes, gets the ball in the guy, right guy's hands, and moves the, moves the chains and keeps him off the field. That's a little bit better, but I just, I'm just i just not sure Miami will be able to do that this week. Yeah. The, I mean, it's weird to say, like, the Bills haven't impressed me because they're 13-3. So, I mean, they're clearly one of the top, I don't know, three or four teams in the league this year, and that's... I think just about everyone would agree with that, but uh, I feel like they just, they haven't really blown teams out. So the, the fact that this is a 13 point spread, I don't know. I, I definitely think the bills are going to win this game. I just don't know if covering 13 is the, is the play. I, I don't think so either. Yeah. Oh, I, I would hammer bills. I, yeah. I just, how's, I, how's your, I, I mean, just, your college, your college predictions were fucking spot on this year. How's your NFL ones been? I'm not your dick. I'm curious. He's just falling off a cliff. <laughs> in the NFL, I don't bet games in the NFL. Oh, so that's a reason that you don't bet him in the NFL because are you not good at it? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> we'll peel it up. We'll peel it the layers off I the know, onion. I know the dude. reason. The reason why I don't in the NFL is I feel like college is more predictable. I feel like you can. Yeah, speak you to can yourself, bet, dude. Like, Jesus Christ, I was fucking under five hundred. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Can't get any more predictable than 80%. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that fucking Buffalo's superior. Yeah, for sure. They're definitely superior. I just don't know if 13 points. That's all I'm taking. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about the NFL either, so I don't know anything about football. I don't even know why I'm on this podcast, to be honest with you, but uh, <laughs> next one. Here we go. Uh, Saturday, 4.30 game. Uh, number six, Giants heading to the most overachieving team in the history of the NFL, the number three, Minnesota Vikings. Vikings only favored by three points in this game. Um, played each other in week 16, actually. It was a pretty good game. 27-24, Vikings won that game. Vikings, Vikings covering. They're, a, uh, they're, just, they're just holding it back. They're ready to let it loose. I think the Giants are going to win this game. I think that they were able to rest some starters last week. They get in the Vikings basically still had to play, you know, a lot of their players yep. because they they were potentially going for, you know, the one seed, I think at that point. 
so I think the Giants players are rested. I think Dabble is going to have them ready to roll. And I just, I'm not that confident in the Vikings. I think if the, the Giants really lucked out in the matchup they got, considering they were a succeed. And I feel like the NFL is like one of the, like, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm right in saying this, but I feel like upsets happen quite often in the NFL playoffs. It's never chalk. I feel like so. Um, I feel like we're going to see some kind of upset this week. So if, if I had to pick one of these like higher ranked teams to lose, it's going to be the Vikings. So I'm taking the Giants. I'm with you, Kev. I the Vikings are frauds. This team sucks. I I just I don't understand how they're fucking 14 and three or whatever their record is. I'm on the Giants too. I think the Giants with Barkley and then like Daniel Jones in the run game. I think they can slow this game down. Um, Jones is effective enough in the pass game. Um, when it's, you know, when they're playing to, you know, to make plays when he needs to. Um, the only thing that like, and I worry about as far as the giants go is their receiving core is the worst in the NFL. Um, but I do think, I just think that him and, uh, Barkley on the ground are going to slow this game down. And I like the giants to win too. I, I think that Kurt cousins is, is going to choke like he always does. And, uh, the New York football giants are going to come away with the biggest upset. This week, in uh, big news out of the Giants, their receiving core is riding a high as Kenny Galladay got his first receiving touchdown of the season. Oh, so. okay. Oh, I see that. Yep. He probably that will was, be inactive I, for next week. By the way, that was hilarious. I, the, I, uh, the tweet you said where Kenny Galladay need to get seventy. <laughs> was it seventy-five? Something, I don't remember. Was it receptions? Seventy-five receptions or something. So just to like what I'm talking about, like I'm gonna take Saquon out of the picture here because he's everybody knows who Saquon is. But the four other guys that re- had receptions for the Giants against the Vikings, the game, that game, Richie James, Richie. Isaiah Hodgson, Hodgson, Hodges, Hodges, Darius Slayton, and Daniel Bellinger. Nice. <laughs> They're good. So, it's, a, it's a scary group, dude. Yeah. Very scary. For as So here's here's my thought on this. For as bad as the Vikings are on defense, their best player actually matches up well with Saquon. Eric Kendricks, who's one of the most underrated middle linebackers in all of football. Um, And if he can contain Saquon and just keep him to some negative plays or some zero gains or one or two yards, you know, the, the Giants live on being able to do third and short. But if they can make them get into those third and longs, that's where the Vikings will be able to beat him. And I think with Eric Kendricks lining up a lot of Saquon and and meeting him in the hole, they have a they have a shot to really like get that lead, extend that lead, and that's when the Giants aren't good at coming back. And I don't know if the Vikings will commit to their running backs. So they have two great running backs, but they still seem to want to throw it every fucking play. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe now that the regular season's done and stats don't matter and just wins do, maybe they'll actually commit to running the ball sixty, seventy percent percent of the times. It is hilarious looking at the uh, top receiver for each team here on the score app because obviously Vikings have Jefferson, who was like the best receiver in the <laughs> NFL. 128 receptions, 1,800 yards, and the Giants is Slayton with 46 receptions and 724 yards. <laughs> Just a mere 1,100 yards difference there. Uh, Sunday night game, Sunday, 8.15 p.m., number six, Baltimore playing uh, back-to-back weeks against number three, Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals favored by nine points in this game. Uh, Ravens won the first meeting on week five by two, 1917. And then Bengals, obviously this past week, just, uh, won 27, 16 to 
what was that? Oh, to to avoid the coin flip of the potential where this game would be played. That was a weird scenario because the NFL said Bengals had already clinched the NFC North, but if the Baltimore Ravens would have won this game, uh, Bengals would still be considered the the division champs, but a coin flip would be done to see where this game's played, which is an yeah. odd situation, but it didn't happen. Uh, Bengals riding an eight-game win streak into this one, uh, and there's a lot of questions on the Ravens about who is their quarterback this week. And that's it for me. Like, that defense is real uh, in Baltimore, and they just locked up Raekwon Smith, who's one of the best defenders in all of football. But without a quarterback, they have no fucking shot. So um, if Lamar plays, I actually like the Ravens in this game because of their defense. But if they can't get off the field, I just don't see how they can beat Cincinnati, who has Joe Cool. And, and by the way, I just want to get this out of the way. I am not a Joe Burrow guy. But the more I watch him, I like. How can you not like him? Love him. Like he's. I, just, guys. I try not to. I try not to jump on that train because he's like an LSU guy, and I didn't want to be that guy who just jumped on it. And he's so fucking cool. Yeah, he's he the is. man. Did you did you hear what he said in his? I think it was a press conference. Um, I don't know if it was after this, after the game against Baltimore this last weekend. Because I think what the reporter was getting at is, like, eventually Burrow's going to have to get paid, Jamar Chase. So the the uh, reporter asked him, he's like, you know, is there more pressure to win the Super Bowl this year because the window may be closing? And mm. his response was, the window remains yeah. open as long as I'm here. Yeah. I is one of the best fucking answers. I, and that's what you want as a quarterback. Like, Confidence boosting. And he's probably not wrong because he's no. that fucking talented. But I just love that fucking answer. I think the windows yeah. are always open as long as I'm here. It's like, holy fuck. Ah, uh, yeah. I Bengals. Um, I like. I'm with Shory. I think it would be if if Jackson was playing this game. I think it'd be. I think it probably might be the best game of the weekend. But um, it doesn't look like that's gonna happen. So uh, Bengals. I it's a divisional game. Third time they played. Um, the Ravens have a very good defense. So I don't know if I take the points, but I, I would probably take the under in this game because I just can't see Baltimore scoring too many points. But um, so I probably avoid the the line, but I take the uh, take the under in it. It's forty and a half. I feel like that's a low line for a Bengals game to me. I think I, I saw somewhere Bengals... like the Ravens defense in like the last 110 possession has only given up like nine touchdowns. It's that good. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, Bengals' defense is pretty solid, too. They're the fifth-best scoring too. defense. Yeah, they're then, underrated. Yeah, Ravens exactly. is third-best scoring. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals to win this game. I um, Honestly, I think if I had to pick one team to win the Super Bowl, I'd take the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. I think they're just, like, fucking – I think they're really hot right now. They're running, obviously, an eight-game win streak. I just think that their offensive weapons are healthy now, uh, and obviously their defense is good enough to win, and I think that Burrow – uh, there was some weird stat that came out last year where it's like if a quarterback goes to the Super Bowl and loses in their first like two or three seasons, they never have made it back to the Super Bowl. But I think Burrow is good enough where he can get back to there. And I think he can. I, I think it'd be crazy if, if Burrow goes his whole entire NFL career without winning one because mm-hmm. he's nasty. And like with the weapons he has, um, I don't know. The Bengals are the Bengals are a problem, I think. So I think that the Bengals win this game pretty easily. Uh, and if, if, if Lamar doesn't play, I don't even know if Lamar plays like, this is a question for you guys. Like, is Lamar thinking about not playing this game because it's his contract year coming up? And, uh, like if he gets hurt, maybe in this game, maybe he doesn't get paid as much. 
he's it's got to be on his mind. Yeah, because like it's got to be part of it. Does he think that this team can? He can't be fully a hundred percent, right? There's no way he's right. fully a hundred percent. If he was a hundred percent, he's probably obviously playing in this situation. He probably yes. thinks this team could still win a Super Bowl because the defense is good enough and he's such a playmaker. But if he's not a hundred percent, he must be thinking like, we can't win a Super Bowl if I'm not a hundred. So why do I risk it? Or like, why even risk it? Tear his ACL. I mean, he's he's gonna get the bag this season. It's gonna be like you know four teams jumping yeah. on him to give him four hundred million dollars over ten years, and yeah. it's like if he tears his ACL, what's right. he get? A uh, hundred million right. over the next four years? He's gonna pre- prove himself again. Like, I'm not going out there unless I know I'm, I'm my knee's gonna be all right. Yeah. So I, I yeah, we'll see, but. I think Bengals win this game. And I'm not questioning his toughness. Like, I don't think this is his toughness. I think that's just, like, the smartest thing thing. to do. Why the fuck would you wait, you know, put your your body in the line for that? I mean, we always hear it where, like, a player gets traded or something like that, and it's like, we always say it's a business, right? It's a business. It's like, well, this is still a business for the players, too. So, you know. And if if there's any time, like, that whole thing with uh, DeMar Hamlin, right? Like, it's just a reminder, like what can happen in a blink of an eye during playing that game. So it's like I don't blame these guys for being like, you know what, I'm getting the bag before I'm, yeah, I, you know, I'm not gonna risk like permanent injury on a, on a leg until I get the bag, and then yeah. after that I'll deal with it. But yeah, so I, I don't uh, blame them. Real quick, I'm just thinking about this. Would you take anyone's weapons over Joe Burrow's though? Like I don't think even like the 49ers have like three really good players with Kittle, McCaffrey. Debo, yeah. uh, Ayuk, but I'm taking Jamar, Higgins, Boyd, Mixon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they don't have a great tight end, but it's like that that combo to me is that's the best in the NFL. It, well, nasty. we've talked about this, but like Dalvin Cook, Hawkinson, Jefferson, Thielen's pretty fucking nasty too. Mm-hmm. Yep, Thielen's like Thielen's like you know not as good as he used to be. But Hawkinson, Jefferson, and Dalvin's pretty fucking legit. I think he's had a decent year this year, uh, and I hated the guy, but the Eagles isn't bad either. Like, Miles Sanders is, like, obviously not as good as Mixon, I don't think. But, like, Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown's pretty nasty. So, uh, yeah, I think but I'm no, taking yeah, the Bengals, though, right, probably. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. I mean, the Buccaneers seem like they had a pretty solid one on paper, but yep. they can't run the ball with Lenny, so... It's really closed the doors for the receivers. So, uh, in our last game, our only game on Monday, uh, Monday night, eight fifteen, we got number five Dallas heading to Tampa to play Tommy Brady, and what could be Tommy's last game with Tampa. Uh, Cowboys favored by three points in this one, forty-five and a half is the over/under. These teams played in Week One. Buccaneers were good then, and people thought they were Super Bowl contenders at that point. Uh, Bucks won that game 19 to three. And to note, Buccaneers are the only team under 500 to make the playoffs this year. Um, is this a, like correct me for is this the first time they've done Monday night playoff games? I was I thought like, that was I don't odd. Remember I'm doing it. I don't either. I think they just wanted to get it. I mean, they they must be doing it so that they have one game at each time slot. Yeah, but though, I, I hate it because I wish they yeah. would do like one, four, and eight on Saturday. Right, I agree. Yeah, I don't like it either. And and what I don't like about it either, say, like, whoever wins this game has one less day to prepare next week, right? 
Right. And yeah, they'll probably make sure whoever that is is playing that Sunday is and not Sunday. Saturday. But yeah, yeah, but still, the team that they'd be playing against would be playing on Saturday or Sunday. You know what I mean? So it's like the other team has an extra day of rest, is what I'm saying. So no matter what. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I don't know why. Maybe I'm crazy and I'm just drinking the. I just like tampering this game. The Dak Prescott has been has not been good this year. He led the NFL in interceptions. The last he, you have to go back to November 20th. The last time he was in a game and didn't throw a pick. He just, he hasn't been good. I, the Cowboys sure he alluded to it last week. I think the Cowboys haven't won a playoff game since like 1992 or 93 or whatever it is. I think the streak continues. I don't, I don't think Tampa is going to make a deep run. I just think that they find a way to beat Dallas um Monday night and the Cowboys continue to be a laughing stock in the NFL. I don't feel great about it, but it's more or less I'm just not I'm just not gonna pick the Cowboys to win anything. Yeah, I, I am the complete opposite. I feel like I have zero confidence in the Buccaneers this year. They can't run the ball, and I think the Cowboys have a pretty solid pass rush. And I think um if you're gonna like beat Tommy Brady, you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to get after him. And I think they're able to get after him because they don't have to worry about the rush as much. So, uh, yeah, looking at the stats of last week, Dak Prescott was 14 for 37 in a game. He played most of the game and they got shit stomped by the commanders. Uh, but I still I think I'm taking the Cowboys. I don't like it because, like what you said, they have a bad history in the playoffs. But the Buccaneers just have not impressed me one bit this year. So I don't know why I would change that now. It's don't have a bet against Brady. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's almost like they've been good for two years. They're kind of like bored with themselves during the year. Like Brady still could move the ball, set completion records, knows how to throw it. Fournette not running so good, but it's playoff football. Like your team's got to be able to turn up and Brady can get those boys to turn up to play physical. And you know, the defense is still going to bring it. Like they still like, yeah, they haven't been great this year, but they got dogs. They, they got like Devin White's a dog. Um, the, I don't think the Buccaneers will beat them close. I think they beat them 15, 20. Barry. Wow. Bury them. Is worse and Jensen the, playing this week. The worst thing that's happening is people that Vegas thinks that Dak Prescott is better than Tom Brady, and Tom Brady is right now just fucking eating film, loving this. I just yeah, think I, I I think the Cowboys defense is gonna give the Bucks problems. That's all I think it's gonna happen. Right, I don't man. think the Bucks are gonna score many points. I'll tell you what. I'll I tell do. you why I don't like that because. Tom is so good at do, taking away what you got. So, like, if they're really good at getting pressure, I'm just going to hit my quick guys. Like, Godwin's going to have a fucking day. And the second I know that I know your defense isn't and I got you on the ropes, then I'm going to start taking my shots. Like, you're not going to fool Tom. I, I And he's going to – if he can control the tempo of this game, I, Tom's going to eat this team alive. Yeah. you going to say something about it, Gola? No. I was going to, and I no, I was going to say, is, is Jensen and Worst playing? Do we know? Would you I say mean, that's was... obviously a huge thing. 
is Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen playing this week? I don't uh, Wirfs? think Wirfs is. He's not on the injury Wirfs? list. He's not on the injury list. No. Uh, I'm on the score app, so I don't know if I'm it's on, like okay, well, up I'm to on, date. I'm, but... on ES, I'm on ESPN, and there's no like injury designation next to him in the depth chart. So Yeah, doesn't show it on here either. You know, one guy who does show up in here is Julio Jones. That's surprising, dude, who shows up on the injury <laughs> list. It does have a – I don't see – it says Jensen's on the IR, but I thought they activated Tristan Wirfs is good to go. He actually – yeah. Which is huge because he actually played against the Panthers. I didn't know that. He's been a fucking – he's been a beast all year. I thought well, he was when he's been playing. What's yeah, that? he's a – I thought he was actually out for the year, so. No, nah, he's a monster when he plays. He's key. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those are our games. That's the six games. This could be a fun weekend. You guys uh, have plans this weekend, or are you just going to watch football? I got a birthday party to go to. Oh, yes, that's right. So the do you guys. Is, yeah. That's right, dude. Yeah, we got uh, my son's first birthday. And then after that, I have my house back. I lost my 23-year-old son. Um, he... <laughs> be going back to college so that's great that's, that's good that's great. it's time um thanks thanks for coming home thanks for uh eating everything in the fridge and never doing a dish and never vacuuming and sleeping on the couch and it's been a great month it's been wonderful just a good good month time to go back yeah no it's all good um kind of going off the uh sports thing here Kev, I'm, I'm I'm guessing you definitely have experienced this because of the age Buckley's at. Sure, I'm not sure if you're quite there yet as far as Bo, but um, last weekend, have you ever gotten to a situation where one of your kids does something and you know it's because of that you do it all the time and they shouldn't be doing it, but mm-hmm. then you're like, fuck, I can't. So Lid had some uh, some stuff from L.L. Bean that she needed to exchange. Um, so we're going, we're walking through L.L. Bean and the kids obviously like were, had been sick. I mean, they still have a cough, but like they're over like the sickness It's just whatever. So she's walking through L.L. Bean, Ryan is, and she just starts coughing and she's like, <clears throat> and like hacks something up, which she doesn't really do that much. So I'm like, okay, whatever. She hacks it up. That girl without skipping a beat spits on the floor and just keeps walking and i'm like i'm pissing my fucking self laughing the whole yeah. time and then i'm like the whole time because i'm like ryan we can't do that but i'm like she sees me do it outside all right, the time like right. i'm constantly doing it outside so she just says oh no big deal i guess up my mouth and spit on the floor we're just walking through beans just fucking pretty much <laughs> at, hawks a loogie on the floor and just keeps walking like nothing fucking oh i'm like jesus christ the great man. outdoors like, no, man like, and yeah, I'm like, that's it's tough. Definitely because of me. Yeah. Like, 100%. I can't, I can't blame that on the wife. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'd want to, uh, but you can't, huh? Yeah, I can't blame that one. I'd be like, oh, that must, she must saw you doing that. Yeah. But, no. Yeah, that's, that's definitely me. I, I, I can't. I mean, I feel like it happens all the time. It's just should I say and stuff. And I, the other day, Bucky told me he's like, he can't wait till he gets older so he can swear because we kind of swear around the kids and stuff, but. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll have a couple times in school where he drops a, a good F-bomb or something to a teacher. And uh, me and Katie got to just, like, lie about that one through our teeth. So, 
It's coming. It's fun stuff, really? dude. It's fun. I am, as you guys, which was a little bit surprising because I don't say the F word that very much, uh, as you guys know. Um, <laughs> but uh, she has not said it yet. I am shocked. And, like, I have been, like, better, like, trying to not say it around her, obviously. Right. But I am. So, like, every once in a while, Lid will slip up and say it. And I'm like, please be the time where she just is a parrot and re- repeats what you just said. Because yep. I will fucking love every second of it. Um, but, no, she says she she gets pissed off now. Like, if she gets mad, she'll go, Christ. <laughs> And it's so hard for me not to laugh at it, but I'm like, Ryan, we can't say that. But she's just a little spitfire. It's so ridiculous, dude. He's a spitfire. Is is Bo like trying to like copy stuff you guys are doing, Shory? Or oh yeah, it's good. Oh, dude, you know what's funny right now? Like the funniest thing that he does, because he's, I swear, I don't know if every kid's like this, but he's redheaded, so he's got like the temper. I swear like a fiery temper he gets mad and he <clears throat> swings at the air but he punches himself like he swings and he's like, <laughs> like he's not trying to punch himself but he hits him and he's like looks down at himself like what the fuck and he do it again and i'm like you be nice to yourself like if he hits someone like hits me i'm like be nice and then i said to him and he just like hugs himself i'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me, kid. that's fucking hilarious oh yeah that is good. Oh, we so the uh, the eventfulness at Elavin didn't stop there. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Max is a fucking wild man. That kid is just a goddamn animal. Um, so we were walking outside. We had him in a stroller, and he's like, whatever. Rise running around like going this way and we're like well, no right we're gonna go this way so he comes walk like rye comes running by me lids kind of like walking behind ryan well i turn around real quick to make sure ride is like run out in traffic max sees his mother he decides he's gonna fucking go see her and just fucking nose dives off the fucking stroller right onto the fucking side of the road dude <sighs> right onto the sidewalk outside yikes I literally turn around. I'm like, right, you know, whatever. And I just hear like a thud and I turn around. He's on the ground. I'm like, Oh no. What the fuck? And I'm like, and the thing is he did like, we didn't have him strapped in because we kept taking him in and out of the thing. And I'm like, he's was doing so good. He wasn't doing anything, but apparently he wanted to see Lynn. And that kid just fucking like basically jumped out of the fucking, he was, I mean, obviously I was like nervous for a little while, but, he cried, then he, he was, he's been fine since, but I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, kid, please. <laughs> Good trip it's to LV, dude. dude. Good trip to LV. Yeah, I was like, Lynn and I would just get in the car, like, we crushed it as parents today. <laughs> <laughs> kids spitting on the floor. Hey, those kids are alive, you did all right. Yeah, one of them's jumping out of his fucking stroller. I'm like, God damn it. But I don't know. It's never a dull moment with them, that's for sure. Never a dull one in the old Fagola house. Not at all. All right. You boys got anything else? I'll tell you what. The sports world's pretty quiet. It seems like now that, like, you know, I mean, other than call it the playoffs starting up, but yeah, not much else. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I don't. Evan, Evan, these playoff games will make it fun. I'm sure there'll be like an epic game. They're always 
with the amount of games there'll be like one epic one we'll be talking about next week and i think we'll drop an episode a day early next week um we're gonna record it on a tuesday instead of a wednesday um so yep, just yep. be ready yep yep and uh thank you for listening stay healthy peace thanks guys yeah